Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pigskin's Picks, episode 24 this week. Now, as, always, as always, I'm one of your hosts, Ryan. And I'm Dave. And again, as always, we'll be giving you our week 10 college picks, as well as our week 9 college picks, and then as well as our recap for week 9 in NCAA and week 8 in NFL. So good job, Ryan. Yeah. Let's just start off. We'll just go. I'll yeah, go first because yeah, I had, the, uh, I had the, the pretty solid week in college this week. My first yes. pick was Oklahoma-Kansas over. That hit. So there you go. I had Louisville minus four versus Duke. That hit comfortably. There you go. The one hiccup of the week was the Oregon-Utah over 47 and a half. Um, it was 21-6 and a half. I said, okay, I feel very good. We need 20 points in the second half. Um and Oregon did their job. They put up 35. So if you think, yeah. oh, they put up 35, I must have hit 47. Well, Utah scored six points. Um, that was arguably the worst I've seen them play in the last two years. Uh, was it no was points. it them playing bad, or is Oregon that good? Oregon's good, Ryan, but Utah, Utah, Utah looks Utah Utah terrible. At home, especially. That's terrible. just not terrible. So I'll home. take the loss there, whatever. Ryan, how'd you do this week? Uh, this was one of two losing weekends on the season. It hurts the heart a little bit, but Penn State team total over misses by two and a, two and a half points because Penn State forgot how to play football for about uh, three, three and a half quarters. Yeah, three and a half quarters. Uh, so did that, they put up like? Did they score like twenty in the fourth? Yeah, they, it was. They, of course, they they gave me hope and they kicked me in the balls and said, "Haha, you're not winning your pick." Uh, <laughs> Baylor money line was just it was just an awful choice by me. You know, I this is this is why I don't go with the dogs on the show because uh, the dogs were not barking. <laughs> the home dog is not working. The home dog was not barking this week, and I can tell you that right now. He so, was whimpering. Yeah, he, yeah, that was that's just a piss. Po- Baylor just sucks. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna stay away from them or just go against them. I would say has played better recently, but Baylor's not good. I don't know what happened to them this this season. You know, but. Here's the the only win on the weekend. <laughs> USC team total just just they just decided to drop a hundred points in the game, but uh, they scored fifty. Team total was over thirty nine and a half. So thank you USC for not making me go zero three. I appreciate you. And uh, the special fourth pick, we will oh, say, oh dear, oh dear, there God. is no more doubting Georgia, Ryan. We we said, oh yeah, Georgia on the road at Florida, fourteen and a half. Yeah, no, they're gonna cover. I love no. how we said on the road. It was in a neutral friggin' site. Or whatever. It's in Florida. It's still. I mean, it's not a road game for Georgia. It's more of a road game for Georgia than Florida. No, no. Those dogs. Those are the dogs that travel well. <laughs> they beat the living crap out of Florida, Oh, no. Man. That was, yeah. But we do have some oinks we're going to give out this week. We and do. we have some good ones. Some very deserving guys. I mean, Ryan, you just do your, first, your oinks because they're hilarious. Well, for a third straight week, uh, Mr. Ollie Gordon... Because the man has 750 rushing yards in his last three games. I think that number is actually higher, to be perfectly honest. Uh, no, I think he has another, like, like 200 receiving yards. He has like 1,000 yards in three games. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Like He had 271 rushing yards again and two touchdowns. And this, like, this run game is arguably the best in the country right now. He's the best running back in the country the last four, you know, three to four weeks. And uh, what a time to do that, especially with Bedlam happening on Saturday because you're playing Oklahoma, and Oklahoma is coming off a horrible loss. Well, not horrible, but a bad loss to Kansas. A bad loss to Kansas, and Kansas ran the ball pretty well, and now you don't think that Oklahoma State – Oklahoma Listen. State, by the way, if they if they went out – I've said this to Ryan. 
they went out. Um, Gundy. Gundy, Gundy, Gundy gets coach of the year. There's no oh. question. If he was to go 10-2 and two with, this, with this team, I mean, this would be arguably one of the best coaching jobs I've seen in the last decade. You know what? Can we say – Ollie Gordon is the best running back to come out of Oklahoma State ever. I'm completely kidding when I say this, but um, I mean, yeah, the goat is from there. But yeah, I know that's too. why. I, that's why I said it. I was kidding. I wanted to see your reaction. But, Ollie's also uh, is he a freshman or sophomore? He's a sophomore. He, I think he's an. I think he's a underclassman. So yeah, yeah he, he's not able to go pro yet anyway. No, but I'm just like I mean, he's literally putting up Barry Sanders numbers the last yeah. month. Mm-hmm. I, I don't that's get it. it. So you know, I'll just I'll just go with my other two points. Uh, we have some NFL, a, a lot of NFL links this week. We do. Or, yeah, half of them are half of them are NFL. Usually, it's a lot of college, just because the numbers are just better. Yeah, but these but these but these NFL numbers are ridiculous. So, Mister Two Wink of the Week is uh, D Hop, Titans wide receiver, and Will Levis's first start. I think Will Levis found his safety blanket or whatever. I, <laughs> well, he's one of the best receivers in football. Well, yes, that been. is also true. Uh, Mr. Hopkins had four for 128, as well as three touchdowns. That's some Randy Moss type shit right there. That is a Randy <laughs> no, Moss. Did you, see, did you see the Did you see the first touchdown he had when he gets turned around and he flips the he literally spins the corner? Yeah, the corner's losing his mind. It's like he had that. He had the one. The, also, he had the what Levis had touchdown to to Nick uh, Nick Aquino uh, Westbrook. Rest, no, that that throw was that was arm arrogance. That's what they called it because that arm talent was stupid. It was literally just step back. Off his yard. back foot, off his back foot, falling. So it was an absolute perfect dart, perfect. It was, it was ridiculous. But Mr. Hopkins, you get my two oinks of the week. Now, three oinks of the week goes to a man who, <laughs> in my opinion, is the best wide receiver in football right now, as f- from a from a wide receiver aspect. Uh, it's AJ Brown. You know, another eight for one thirty and two touchdowns. He breaks, he breaks Megatron's record for most consecutive games with one hundred twenty five yards. Uh, and he maybe the roughly, catch of the year. He may have had the catch, maybe of, the year catch of the year. You know, there's still a lot of football left, but that catch that was, was just catch, ridiculous. That catch of the half season, at least, that was insane. Yeah. That was ridiculous. But you know, yeah. we'll see if he can continue this this weekend against a decent Cowboys defense. But against a good passing defense in the Cowboys. Yeah, his line eighty two and a half, folks. So if you think that you know the hot hand, take the over. Yeah. But I mean, it's just he's on a roll right now. So you get a record-breaking performance in the NFL. You get you deserve three oinks, AJ Brown. So have yourself a week. All right. So um, I'm going to start. My first oink is actually a uh, back-to-back, and that's uh, Marvin Maserati uh, Maser- Harrison. Maserati Marv down there somewhere. Uh, he had six for one twenty-three and two touchdowns. The reason I I'm highlighting that is, uh, you know, he just again couldn't get stopped. He just, you know, dominated Wisconsin's very good defense. Um, and his touchdowns were the reason um, Ohio State wins that game, 34, 24-10. You know, and it was just impressive for him to do that on the road in Madison, a very tough place to play. And, again, it's just like there is no answer to him right now. No, so I don't you, I don't. I don't think there's an answer. I don't think anyone in the country can cover him, to be perfectly no. honest. I don't know. No. So, Marvin, you get my uh, my one oink. My two oinks um, goes to a man who I told you guys last I'm week like, it was hey. disrespectful. I said it was disrespectful. His line was 64 and a half. I said there's no way. And guess what he did? He went 12 for 158 and two touchdowns, and that is CD freaking Lamb. I mean, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? His line was 64 and a half. He had that in the first quarter. He tripled his line. I hope you know that. I mean, oh, no, it, not triple, almost triple. 
I mean, guess what? He was the thorn, and they stopped playing. They they thrashed the Rams 43-20. He could have put up two over two. And guess what now? He gets to play against the Eagles, who have a bottom five pass defense. Oh, you know, you know, CD's going to keep eating. Because now this is, what, back-to-back 100-yard games for him. He's making a case he's a top-10 wide receiver. I think he is. I don't, people around oh, I think the he is sports too. media don't think that. They, they question him, and I go, what after last year's 1,350-yard season, I said, no, no, this kid's legit. After that 1,100 yards and 1,350, and this season he's uh, on fire, probably to go end around 1,400 yards. So, CD, you get my two oinks. Now, my three oinks is going to someone cl- close and dear to me and my four That's feet. a little bit of a homer pick, isn't it? I don't care. It was actually <laughs> – um, they showed the stats. This is arguably his best game of the season. Uh, and Jordan Travis. Uh, throwing for 359, three touchdowns, then having another 30 yards on the ground and another touchdown. And the reason I, I'm po- pointing this out is it, it was big win for Florida State because we have not beaten Wake since 2018. And he helped us thrash them 41-16. We hit the over, we covered, and uh, we beat Wake for the first time in five years. So it was pretty awesome. Now we're 8-0, and we'll see what happens. You're buzzing. Oh, and Ryan, Ryan, Ryan I have to, because you already oh, mentioned yeah. him. Yeah. I have to shout out. Mr. Will Levis from my high school, Xavier, in Chester and Middletown, Connecticut. Not Chester, Connecticut. That's where I'm from. The X is cut um, off. But shout out, shout out, Will. Will had a hell of a, of a you know start to his career with four touchdowns and 236 passing yards, no interceptions. He's playing against the Steelers this week. We'll see what happens. Um, hopefully, he continues that. But Will, weapon Xavier, baby, weapon Xavier. We love so- you, man. So let me let me ask you this question, Dave. If I eat bananas with the peels on and put mayo in my coffee, can I be a starting NFL quarterback? Well, you're neither six foot four, have, have a cannon of an arm, or are stupidly athletic, or so, are capable of walking at the moment. I'm capable of even walking <laughs> yet, let alone <laughs> running around the field throwing. No, you know what it is? I said that was the game I realized like. Oh my God, he has the arm talent. His oh, arm strength is ridiculous. Yeah. Like you know, he had it, but like watching him throw, just throw fifty-yard bombs that just were like perfect throws. It made me realize there's a difference between someone like him and then like Tua and Mac Jones, who we've yeah, always said do not have very or very accurate, but don't have the strongest arms. And if they imagine if either of them had an arm like that with oh, their accuracy, oh, yeah. he also he also got a he he kind of got criticized at Kentucky too. Because his completion percentage wasn't that good. His wide receivers had a lot of drops on him. And I think he had the same problem as a guy like Anthony Richardson, who just threw the ball so hard. College receivers could not, literally could not catch it. You know, it was, you know who his best receiver was? He was in the NFL. It was very good. Wanda Robinson. Wanda Robinson. His first year, his first year there was, was, was the Wanda Robinson show. Yeah. It was so fun to watch those two. Oh, my oh, gosh. Yeah. That was so much fun to watch the two of them. And, again, he took a, took a step back, you know, before – this pat you know last season when he, well, he, he got hurt and his old line was banged up so like yeah, the team was stuck but yeah yeah no we'll see what happens so uh, what are your picks this week picks for week 10 i'll start with love 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 this this i think it might have gone up actually but we saw it at 54 and a half the Lots over locking it at yeah the over in the missouri the <laughs> missouri georgia game uh, this total has hit in the last three weeks and four of the last five games for Georgia. Uh, you're looking at a guy like Brady Cook. He's got twenty, almost 2,300 yards on the season, uh, passing 15 touchdowns, three picks. Now, George, people have been able to run the ball on Georgia this year, it seems like. Mm-hmm. 
more than last year. Missouri can get the run game going. I think that opens up play action. I think Missouri with Schrader, right? Yeah, with Schrader. I think Missouri gets a lot of you know more chunk plays than the SEC would have just because that offense is elite. Uh, I think Luther Burden's going to have a slow day, so we're going to have to, you know, Georgia. Yeah, other guys involved. I, again, I, don't, yeah. I, I agree. But Georgia can score with Missouri. You know, they've, they're averaging close to 40, or, you know, I think close to 40 a game or something like that, or around 30, 35 to 40 points a game in that range. So, like, Georgia can score. They've given up more than 20 points, I think, in six of the eight games or something like that. Like, they're giving up points this year for the first time. In four or five years, I, like, but they're also you can argue they're score this. This it sounds weird, like they've scored in the past, but like they're been putting up big numbers on like yeah. SEC teams where there's and and I agree with you. I think Missouri's just going to score more than Florida. Missouri's going to oh, score 100%. more than Auburn. They're going to like if Missouri gets you twenty four. I trust Georgia to get thirty one. Oh yeah, listen. What's the spread? Fifteen. Fourteen and a half, I think, or fifteen yeah. and a half. Oh. Fifteen and a half. So like. I think Missouri is scoring more than what they're predicting the spread's going to be. Like they're predicting a 30, you know, 30 to 24 game or whatever it is. Like yeah, they probably have it somewhere along of like 31, 17 yeah. or something like that. Something. I also think this quite possibly has the potential with this weekend slate is amazing. Now, this mm-hmm. is one of the, probably the best weekend of games that we've gotten all year. This has the potential to be game of the week with just the whole, Oh, and by the way, if Missouri wins this game, they're first in the SEC East. Yep. So the only so, loss was a shootout to LSU. Other yeah. than that, Missouri's been great this year. Missouri's a good football team, so this is going to be. Uh, I I know Georgia gets them at home, but again, if they're not ready to play, which they usually are. Um, Missouri might come in and you know. No, Georgia's ready to play. Did you see I what? Know, did, did you see that every? Georgia, so, you know, so the first CFP rankings came out. Ohio State was one, Georgia two, Michigan three, Florida State four. Right? That was the. Yeah rankings yes. and um every school's putting out like oh we're ranked to this and that and this and that and then georgia's georgia's response was working on tuesday and i'm like oh my god this is terrifying my guy kirby smart has them so focused he they don't care everyone else is talking about, oh yeah 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 nope it's just another day in the, uh, in the office is but, it uh, a bill belichick type move by kirby smart yes 100 percent, 100 percent. yeah guess what kirby comes from saving saving comes from bill it all makes sense the tr- the the trickle down tree, you know, like you said, it all makes sense. They all act the same. They all act the same. But I I think points will be scored in this game. You know, again, Georgia's defense has been susceptible to to points getting put on them this season. So I think both teams have the firepower to put up numbers. So I'll jump into my second pick. Uh, I'm gonna ride the hot hand. It's gonna be Oregon Cal first half spread for Oregon. It's minus thirteen and a half. As always, your spreads are normally minus one ten. Uh, Oregon might be the hottest team in the country at the moment. You know, I know you got the loss to Washington, but it's not a bad loss. You lose by the field goal at, you know, at Washington. And I think if they play on a neutral site, Oregon wins. Oregon beats Washington straight up on a neutral site. Definitely think they beat him at home. But Cal's coming off a heartbreaking loss to USC where... They didn't get a two-point conversion. Yeah, you you know, almost putting up 100 points. It's like, okay, now... Oregon has just been able to absolutely destroy people. Their starts have been very good, you know, through for most of the season, uh, except with the exception the, of um, I believe Stanford. it was in Arizona or Stanford. Oh, the Stanford, Stanford game yeah. was the only one they, and they still I think had they didn't cover the first half spread there, but they covered the full game spread. Yeah, 
but I, I think they come out. I think Cal, um, Cal's going to be having a little bit of a letdown after thinking they almost could have beat USC last weekend. So I, I like Oregon to jump on them and really kind of you know, impose their will on them in the first half. Now, I'll jump into the third pick. I'll just go right through. Dave, you're going to like this pick. Yeah. It is Florida's team total at over 36 and a half. Can you just check to make sure the odd is 110, if you don't mind? I don't know who Florida is, man. Florida Florida's State. team total? Florida State's team total. It's got to started... be 110. I, I don't have the ability just because I'm on my phone. Oh, okay. Yeah, hold on. Let me say. I believe it's minus 110, but I, I'm i looking at this game, and it's like there is every – it's minus 111. Okay, whatever. Same thing. Um, I look at this game. Florida State is coming in knowing that they really have to just beat up on everyone who they play the rest of the way. And mm-hmm. Pitt is one of – are they the worst team in the ACC? No. Besides Virginia? No, I wouldn't say Pitt. It's no, Virginia good. Tech is worse than Virginia. Virginia. No, Pitt, Pitt, Pitt's been decent. They but, haven't played well the last couple of weeks because Pat Narduzzi, basically in a post-game you know, press conference or interview, said he, he needs a new team. No, they haven't been great, but they did have the, the big win versus um, – oh, no, they didn't. That wasn't them. I'm no, mistaken. Georgia yeah. Tech. I had Georgia Tech, not Pitt. Not yeah. Pitt. Yeah, well, Pitt's- I just – like, the, Florida State has been trending upward the whole season. Pitt is in a downward spiral right now. Their coach is fed up with their play. Uh I mean, they beat Louisville two weeks ago or three weeks ago, but then they did get destroyed. Absolutely, they they lost to the Wake Wake they had on the road, and they got the absolute socks knocked off by Notre yeah. Dame. But they are home again. So the last game they were home was against Louisville, and they had a, that huge upset. So let's hope not that doesn't happen. Okay. Again. I I mean, hey, I asked you. I said, is this a letdown letdown game? You said you didn't think so, but no, I said la- last week. Last week would have been the letdown. In my opinion, last yeah. week was Florida State's that letdown week. game. Um, was the weight game. And now, because going forward, you have two and six Pittsburgh, then you got to go you're home from Miami, home from North Alabama, finish off in Florida. And they know. They know they have to win out. You have to win out pretty convincingly because I'm telling you right now what Norvell's saying to them. The committee doesn't want you in. They don't want you in the playoffs. They don't want you. You have to prove to them that you're in the playoffs, yeah. that you're a playoff team. Yeah. But – I, Florida State's offense is obviously one of the best in the country. Uh, again, another team that's putting up 30, 40, almost 40 points a game. They've scored 30 in every game they've played this season. So what's going to stop? What Pitt has nothing to stop Florida State. I'm sorry. No. They just don't. Florida State is just miles, light years away better than Pitt. So I'm just going to go with the better team. As long as you know they play capable football, Florida State should be hitting this 36 and a half. So. I do agree. Um, all right, so my picks. Uh, and Rob, when I'm going through this, just check for the special fourth pick if that line moved at all. It did. Um, it did, up or down? It, I saw a point at least up this morning. I all right, well, I'll just check again, Ball. My first pick's going to be Alabama minus three versus LSU. I'll lay the three. It's fine. I'll take the push. Worst case, um, Alabama has is at home. This is the game of the year for Alabama. This is what I told Ryan, that this is going to depend. Now, again, LSU lost two games. But Bama needs to win this if they want to win the West. Um, they have a very tough test versus Jane Daniels and that explosive LSU offense. But in my opinion, they're so bad on defense and so depleted that secondary is decimated right now for LSU. They're missing one of the best linebackers. Um, Alabama actually should have, have an ability to score some points, not a million, but some points. And I'm going to take Dallas Turner and Co., who has one of the best pass efficient defenses in the SEC and country. Um, 
and Nick Satan just doesn't lose more than one time to a quarterback. Well, the only guy that he's yeah. lost to in back-to-back years was Ryan. Drew Brees at Purdue. And that was back in like 2001 when he was at Michigan State. 90, 98. 98 at Michigan. All right. So, yeah. 98, exactly. 99. Okay. So, exactly. 20, 24, five years ago. Um, yeah. uh, the I, line I has gone up one point, by the way. Okay. Jay Daniels is, is phenomenal, explosive, all that. They do have the weapons and all that. But, again, Alabama's defense has been showing up as of late. Yeah. And I know their offense has been kind of all over the place. But they are also getting a chance to play against a defense that can't really stop anybody. So I'll take the chance there. Alabama home. Like I said, he doesn't lose at home. He has like five home losses over the last like 15 years. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Give me. I said, I said, I said, I have to take this pick because I said it in the SEC breakdown episode that we had, you know, eight, nine weeks ago. I said, yeah, Bama. Well, is winning maybe, maybe we do a, maybe we do a friendly wager on this one. Uh, we'll see. But Let's let me go a second. Second one, you mentioned Ollie Gordon. I am I am riding Ollie Gordon this hot ass OK State team. to the promised land. They are they are awesome, man. They have looked great as of late. They're putting up a ton of points. Defense is playing pretty solid, not great, but but good enough. That offense is looking phenomenal. Brennan Presley is one of my favorite wide receivers. I feel like he's been there for twenty six years, but it's fine. Um, I would take him all day in the NFL because he's just one of those guys. He's always open on third down. Don't know how he's like a seven eleven. Doesn't make sense. Um, and Oklahoma, after a great win versus Texas on the Red River game, barely gets by UCF. That then goes to Kansas, a tough place to play in Lawrence, and it loses a kind of a heartbreaking way because they did give up a fourth in like twenty nine um, at the end of the game to lose. But I don't necessarily think Oklahoma State wins this game, even though I want them to. But Plus six. This is a, this to me. This is a this is a one possession game. I'll take the plus six for the home team out in Bedlam. This is gonna be a very fun game Saturday night. Very loud, ex- exciting, and like I said, Oklahoma State wins this game. They have a very, very, very high chance to go ten and two the rest to finish the season ten and two and possibly be in the Big Twelve championship game because they, they have the win over Kansas State. So if Kansas State, who plays Texas this week, somehow, which this lies into my third pick, I am taking Kansas State plus four versus Texas. You know, I took two two home teams to cover in Bama and Oklahoma State. Now I'm going to take a road team. And this is why. Kansas State, after their loss to that Oklahoma State team on a Friday night about three and a half weeks, four weeks ago, has looked like one of the most dominating football teams well, in the country. did they get the dismantled country. by Oak State? No, they didn't get dismantled. They lost. It, it was not a oh, bad wow. loss. Um, I'm going to just confirm it. Uh, oh. All right, they lost by eight. Yeah, but it was a game that just they looked terrible. Um, but since that loss, because Oklahoma State, like I said, is is yeah, man, they win this game, they're probably going ten and two, um, which would be awesome. But yes, I'm taking Kansas State for one reason, one reason only. Since that loss to Oklahoma State, Kansas State has gone on to destroy Texas Tech at on the road dismantle TCU at home, and dismantle Houston at home. Now they have a very tough matchup going against Kansas, but the team has figured out this two-quarterback system that has made them, adding an Avery Johnson, has made them so dangerous. That defense looks phenomenal. They've outscored opponents 82-3 to in the last two games. Jeez. And this is another game. If Kansas State was to suddenly win this game, they finished the season at home versus Baylor, on the road versus Kansas, and then at home versus Iowa State, also having a chance to go 10-2 and two on the season and be in the Big 12 championship game. Well, so, knocking Texas out of the Big 12 championship game. So what I'm hearing right now is 
the Big 12 is wide open. Big 12 is wide open. Now, t- Texas and Oklahoma have the, you know, inside routes. And, I, again, I'm not necessarily saying Kansas State and Oklahoma State are going to win these games. I just like them to cover. I Because, to me, this is – Quinn's not playing. It's Malik Murphy again. I I think that there's a chance, Ryan, that we could see possibly Arch this week. Arch? If, if, Malik, if Malik struggles against this good Kansas State defense. And to me, this is a th- this is this line to be three, not four. And because it's four, that is why I'm going with Kansas State because I do not fear. I, this is to me screams a field goal so, wins it. So let me ask you this question: What's the line if Quinn's playing? The line if Quinn's is playing is probably seven for Texas. Texas you think Quinn, Quinn's ten points? No, Kansas State's plus four. Oh, you're saying Kansas. I thought you were saying Texas minus ten. Okay, sorry. No, no, no. Texas okay. is probably minus seven. Seven. Okay, okay. Probably move three because Quinn Quinn okay. was playing very good. Now you're playing with just two inexperienced quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, Malik looked okay last week. Again, they were able to get by. Um, BYU. They played last. They played BYU last week. Yeah, they played BYU last week. And and they won pretty. I think pretty easily easily handed. Right. I think I think they did cover. They won thirty five six. That was, but it was all. It was a huge running back day. And it's gonna. And the problem is, Kansas State has a really good run defense. So this is gonna put more emphasis on the passing defense, passing offense of Texas. I'll take Kansas State here to cover four. Again, to me, this is a three point game, not a four. If this line was three, I would definitely reconsider it. But I'll take the. I'll take. Give me four points for Kansas State. Last but not least, Ryan, we do have the fourth pick of the week. Um, I'll say what it is. You tell me what the line is. USC Washington. We expect fireworks in this game. We're going to take them over. The line currently is seventy six and a half. I'll still take it. You know what? No, there's going to be so many points scored in this. USC game. just put up a hundred ninety hundred points, and Washington's going to score forty five at least oh, on sorry. USC. Washington the thing is, I think USC is going to score on Washington because Washington's been. Up and down as, as since they've they're winning. They've been shaky the last two weeks. They've been really shaky the last Around couple of weeks. three weeks since, since yeah. winning against Oregon. Um, so I'll take the chance. I Because, again, USC's defense is just switch Gs. So Washington's going to score. But I do think USC's also going to score. Because I think USC could also, like you we talked about, could win this game. I told I, you I had a gut feeling. I said I have a weird I, that's feeling. That's why I'll take the over. Because if, if USC wins this game, it's going to be a shootout. They're not going to win, you know, 30-10 to 10 or 31-27. This is this – is, this is, 45-42, 47-44. Like, this is yeah. a, a, but a also, stupid... It also doesn't help when you have a three-headed monster playing wide receiver and Hulk. Uh, no, the, the thing is, I'm Washington is going to put up points. Like, I yeah. think both teams are scoring in the in the, in the the low to mid-40s. It, wouldn't, it would not shock me. But anyhow, let's move on to our NFL recap. Brian, I'll let you go first because you had... To, hey, hey, everyone... Clap for Ryan. It was his first winning week in the NFL. I just want to say I'm very uh, proud of you, buddy. You finally made it. It took a few a little thanks. bit of time, but you made it, man. So let's go over. Damn weeks. No, well, we, we missed a week. So really, it took a seven. Okay, all right. So let's well, go over. What happened? A couple, what happened? A couple even, a couple, you know, two and two weeks, but yeah, yeah, uh, no, that's not winning. Go, it's losing. We go three and one on the week. Finally, uh, the redemption week pays off for Devonte Smith, who hit his over fifty-one and a half, almost doubled his over. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amon Ross St. Brown again, just casually. Yeah, this man just, you know, goes. He's like, five games of 100 yards in seven. Yeah, yeah just, I, I'm just seven games in five. 500 yards, 500 yard games in seven games. Yeah. And uh, Calvin Ridley hits his over of 50 and a half. Uh, unfortunately, Cooper Cup did not have the day I was expecting. 
Well, that was uh, a blowout, man. It was. It was a blowout. You know, they tried to get on the ball. You know, it seemed like Puka got. You know, Cup got the double teams. Puka, Puka didn't even. Puka, I think, had thirty-five yards. He didn't do oh. it much better. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What the yards that game? No one. Neither of them. Puka, really? Puka did not play well in that game. You can How look it up. But... Stafford have. Stafford did not. Stafford didn't even get 200. He threw for like 180. Oh, my. Uh, yeah, no. Geez. No. Uh, Neither. I was the week before. That's my bad. What? I was thinking of the week before. Yeah, well, no, no. This was, this was Cooper and Puka were shut down. The best was you getting excited because the wrong white man scored. Man, I saw a guy run the, run the Cooper Cup route, score, and I was like, oh, my God, my touchdown parlay hit of CeeDee Lamb and Cooper Cup, and then it said Ben's granting. I said, you got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding me. you got to be kidding me. That's been this year in touchdowns. That's why I don't give out touchdowns anymore because I just yeah, don't no. always miss by one. But um, right, I'm going to go over mine real quick. Uh, like you, I went 3-1. and one. I almost I, – I'm going oh, – so I'm close. so annoyed that I didn't go 4-0 for the second straight week. Um, C.D. Lamb, like I said, 64.5 is the most disrespectful line I've ever seen in my entire life. He put up 12 for 158 and two touchdowns. I told you I was running the hot hand with A.J. Brown over 88.5. He had 130 and two touchdowns. Um, every single guy I bet on, by the way, uh, had touchdowns, um, except for one, the one that missed. All the other guys who hit. Then Jamar Chase over 82. He had 10 for 100 a flat and a touchdown. And then we had D.J. Moore. Then we had D.J. Moore, who his line was 60, 56.5. He had four for 55. Ryan, I'm going to just talk about at halftime, he had three for 37. I said, okay, he needs 20 yards to hit. They're down. They're going to be passing the football. They did. But um, he caught a pass on their first drive for 18 yards. And so I said, okay, he's at 455. He did not get a target the rest of the game. It's just wild. He did not get a target the rest of the game. DJ Moore, your number, the guy you brought over to be your number one wide receiver. I don't care if Just Fields isn't playing. Tyler Badgett, Tyson Badgett, whatever the heck your name is. How do you not even look his way and throw it to him? But instead you're throwing to Tyler Scott and Darnell Mooney and guys who Cole don't Komet. catch the football. Cole no Komet had almost 100 yards. What? Cole Komet almost had 100 yards. Yeah, Cole Komet had a great day after he forgot. It's funny because he didn't throw to Cole Komet the week before at all. At all. Cole Komet didn't have a catch or a target the week before. He didn't have a target? How do you not get no. Cole Komet target? That's what I'm saying. And then, you, but then again, you don't. How do you not give your number one receiver, who's better than everyone on the on the Chargers, a chance? I don't know. Unacceptable. Uh, Unacceptable. But okay, three and one. Whatever. I'm still really upset about the DJ Moore thing, and I will be upset until DJ Moore does me right. Um, all right, right. Let's go. You do your uh, four plays this week. All right. So start off with prop number one is Mike Evans over fifty five and a half. Honestly, this this could be one catch for him. Uh, he's one of the best deep threats in the league. Probably going up against Stingley, a guy who's still going through some growing pains, it seems like. Uh, he's still learning the ropes of you know, being in the number one corner. And I just think Baker's tr- going to try to find Mike because that's what he does. And if Mike's down there somewhere, he's going to throw it to him. Mm-hmm. So let's just hope Mike Evans gets, you know, two or three catches. It seems like he, he he's not the big, you know, he's not catching the seven route dig or the the set the the five yard crossing route he's catching no, his, his catches all the the eighteen yard hit yeah. that he comes back to that he tries to catch and go outside leverage to go up the up the sideline that yeah. he's getting so, big chunks. Well, we'll see if you know Baker finds him a couple of times, but 
I like the I like the the fifty five and a half number. Now the second play, really really like a lot. Jalen Waddle over sixty three and a half. It's coming off a week where he cooked our dear Patriots, unfortunately. It's Tyree Kill effect. Yes, because Tyree Kill is probably going to be watched more than somebody on the FBI's most wanted list by the Chiefs, because uh, the Chiefs know what Tyree Kill can do. I mean, the man started his career there, put up ridiculous numbers with Pat Mahomes, and putting up better numbers with Tua now. Yeah, and also Jalen Waddle has proved that if you double Tyree and you play me one on one, bad things are going to happen in your secondary. And that's so, what's gonna. I think they're gonna. Ha- I think they can. They're gonna try to play some of his zone. I think, um, but it's been shown the that Waddles gets good games when Hill's doubled. Yes, and it's it's. I mean, all, I mean, Waddle and Hill are obviously Tyreek's a little faster, but Waddle's probably a better receiver of the football. And, a better true receiver compared yeah. to I mean, Hill. Tyreek's just a better athlete. Everything. He's also the fastest man to ever play the game of football. Probably, so. <laughs> Uh, play number three is going to be Chris Alave over 60 and a half. Yeah, he needs a bounce back week after getting just drilled in the dome. Uh, Which, by the way, would have put him at like that. That was an easy 45 yard play. Oh, that would have put him at close to 95, 100 yards, but drops a touchdown pass that hits him in the face. Yeah, I could have used that and fantasy. Him and, him and Derek Carr are just, you know, they got to get back on track. Again, I like these redemption plays because. They're two guys who should be on a better track than they are, and I think this could potentially be the week that they do it. Oh, and they're playing the Bears. So, like, and you're Tyson Badgett, because, a, bad, because... a bad secondary. So we'll we'll see. But I, I, I do like the over 16 and a half. You know, it's time for him to you know, wake up and, you know, really put up those true wide receiver one numbers. Mm-hmm. Now the play number four is going to be Mark Andrews over fifty one and a half. Dave, you this were very, too low. You were this very lines too low. Don't tell Vegas that. Vegas ain't listening to us. Well, as Dave brought Not up yet. earlier in the week, uh, the Seahawks have given up this this number to the best four tight ends that they've played, and Mark Andrews currently at the moment is going to be the best tight end that the Seahawks play on the season. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, if I mean, the last two weeks they've given up seventy. Yeah, if you don't think Lamar and Mark know exactly what's going to happen this game, uh, you're mistaken because this could potentially this this may be a hundred yard game for Mark Andrews, or he doesn't have a catch. It's one of those. I mean, look at they it's just gave up seventy seven yards to to David and Joku, so and 90, 95 yards to Amari Cooper. Yeah, so and now you have to get arguably top three, if not two, tight end in football. Yeah. You want to go over your plays? Yeah, I'll go my plays real quick. Um, I'm going back to C.D. Lamb. Shouldn't shock anybody. I'm pretty sure I've taken him every single week this year. Um, if if it ain't broke, don't fix it, Dave. His line is 72. Like, they haven't learned. They haven't learned, Ryan. 64, he puts up 150. They say, eh, 72. He's playing the Eagles. Eagles are a good defense. You're wrong. Eagles are bottom five pass defense. Would you get the ball to C.D. Lamb. Eat all day. Eat CD. I hope you. I hope again. He's had 100 yards now. Back over 100 yards back back games. It's fine. Just he's gonna eat. Yum 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 yum. <laughs> and guess what? I'm gonna throw it out right now. Cowboys are gonna beat the Eagles. You heard it here first. In Philadelphia. Yeah. I I I'm telling you. Everything in my loins tell me it's gonna happen. First um, of all, we know our loins are not right most of the time. Let's just be honest. Yeah, but the, my line's more right than yours. Um, play that. number two, Stefan Diggs. I'm gonna. I was in news yards at eighty-eight and a half or eighty-seven and a half versus the 
Bengals. Then I got scared, and I said, you know what? His catch line is just way too low. Six and a half? I'll take him over six and a half receptions. Know why? Josh is going to feed him. He may not get – he, unlike Mike Evans, will run a lot of small little crossing routes and little little hitch routes, seven-yard routes, and I think that they want revenge game. Diggs wants revenge. You want to win it all like he does? You got to beat the big dogs. And I know the Bengals may be three and three and technically in last place in the AFC North. It's actually four and three, the Bengals. Four and three, but guess what? They're, they, they're back. Joe's back. Joe's back. Joe is Joe's back. back. Jamar's back. T's back. Also, if you want to look at the T Higgins line, T Higgins' line is the most disrespectful line I've ever seen. It is 49 and a half yards. T Higgins is probably going to go for 75 and a touchdown this week. I'm just telling you right now because they're going to, Bills are going to do everything they can to slow Jamar down. And it's going to be the T Higgins dunking on because Let they me. just have a Sewell Douglas. So they're going to probably put Rasul Douglas, um, you know, one-on-one with Jamar with then safety help because Rasul Douglas, yeah. say what you want about him, is a very good corner. Not, me, you know, one-on-one ask. Is, but, uh, not to bring up a traumatic moment, but is, is he playing? Is he playing on Sunday? You have to look that up because, hold on, imagine, imagine, he playing? imagine he goes one-on-one with T. Higgins. All right, look that up while I uh, give up my last right. two plays because that is insane. Um, I'm going to do Travis Kelsey uh, over 58 and a half yards um, because the Dolphins are averaging 5.75 receptions and 57 yards against them for tight ends, and that's counting two weeks where the Titans didn't didn't have a catch. Um, the last two weeks, the units have gone for 72 and 77 yards, um, and now the best in the game is going against them. And you don't think Pat and Travis want, you know, Redemption after losing to Russ and getting cooked by Russell Wilson in the Broncos. Yeah, no, this is giving me a lot of points put up. I think Travis put, gets, puts up close to 100. I'm th- I have his line closer to the mid-80s he's going to end up with, so I'll take him over 70 and a half. And finally, new coach, quarterback gone. It's time to eat Mr. Tay Diggs. Devontae Adams over 72 and a half yards. I'm telling you one thing right now. If you don't think that... <laughs> if you don't think that Devontae Adams is telling Aiden O'Connell to throw him the ball every play that they ever drop back because he's going to be like 7-11 and always open. You're out of your mind. Devontae Adams is going to have t- at least 10 targets this week. He's hitting 72 and a half yards against the Giants. That's it. Uh, Ryan, I, what did you find out? I think he's playing. I mean, he's been, I think this wouldn't be the first game he's played, but I mean, it's back in Cincinnati, so like, oh my God, this, this Sunday Night Football game is arguably the best one Honestly, of the year. shout out, you know, incredible, just, Clap it up for him real quick because this is just an incredible. Can we talk about Demar Hamlin, people? If you don't know what we're talking about, yes. we are talking yes. about the man that tragically had a, an insane incident happen last time they played in Cincinnati. Which last year was a Monday night game. This year it's a Sunday night game, which honestly is even better than Sunday night. Because like, are you kidding me? I am so hyped. I'm so hyped for the Sunday what night a, game. What a what a way to end your week. What a way. All right, so let's do some news. I'm gonna give all the really sad so news. So much news, Dave. So much news. Well, a lot of it's sad. Kirk Cousins is out for the year with a torn Achilles. I'm very sad. I'm really sad about that, to be honest. I, really, I like Kirk Cousins a lot. I've been one of his biggest, strongest supporters. Unlike Ryan, who calls him mid. He's growing on me. He's growing on I mean, me. I'm growing on you because he quite literally isn't mid. Everyone used to say Kirk Cousins is the line. I said he's not the line. No, he's I never said Kirk Cousins was the line. I just said Kirk Cousins was mid, and now I lie. I lied. And I said yeah. Kirk Cousins is actually really good at the foosball. Mm-hmm. All right, Rashawn Gary got the absolute bag. Good for him. The, the Packers Shout are out. Hold fire. on. Real quick. Real quick. Shout out Paramus Catholic. Prime's Catholic alum. That is Prime's Catholic alum, which is what Ryan is. Um, I love how he gets paid this paid in the midst of midst of the team just being an absolute Shamble. downturn. Um, you remember they said uh, that the next ten games are going to be really important for Jordan Love because they thought he was going to be the guy, and the last four weeks he's looked god awful, atrocious. 
He's got seven picks in the last four games after That's, having does one. Sean Clifford take his job? That, no, he can't keep getting away with this, Ryan. He can't keep getting away with this. Oh, There's no way if Sean Clifford takes his job, that would be the greatest thing ever because Sean Clifford has quite literally taken multiple NFL quarterbacks' jobs. He just takes everyone's job wherever he goes. Sean it's Clifford ridiculous. Take anyone's job. What? What are you talking about? He took the starting job back at Penn State when he shouldn't have been the starter. Trace McSorley graduated. Yeah, and then it should have gone to Mr. No, Levis. No, he should have been the he should have been the starter for like two years. As soon as Drew Aller showed up, yeah, you should have put Sean you should have put Cliffy on the bench. But But they didn't because know, he just keeps saying. the job. He just doesn't lose his he job. Didn't take him in his job. It just so happened that Trace McSorley left, who was probably the greatest Penn State quarterback in the last fifty years. I just can't wait to see Sean Clifford starting for the Packers. That's going to be so He sick. played well in preseason, too, no, Sean. No, he played really well. No, no, Sean Clifford's a good quarterback. That's the thing. And Jordan Love has looked so bad the last four weeks. It's like, oh, boy. Um, more sad news. Grady Jarrett, star attack, defensive tackle for the Falcons, out for the year with the 20 ACL. Um, really bad news to the Patriots. Kendrick Bourne, very sad about this. Torres ACL is out for the year. It's just As like... If our offense wasn't bad enough. Yeah, well, now we're really bad. Um, cool news. Leonard Fournette signs with the Bills. Good for him. Good move. They need that because they don't really have a true running back. They do a lot of committees. Um, oh, oh, this is my favorite news of the week. And not the Josh news. Taylor Heineke is named the starter for the for the Falcons. Finally? I mean, finally? Finally, finally they bench Desmond Ritter and let Taylor Heineke start? I love Taylor Heineke. He is awesome. He how many, is just how many weeks a, did I say the Falcons need to start Taylor Heineke? Uh, probably since week three. two. Yeah, at least since week two. Um, Taylor Heineke is just a gunslinger, and with that offense, I think you're going to see that Falcons suddenly have an explosive offense. You're like, wait, where's this been? Where's the generational talent at tight end been? Where's the top ten pick at wide receiver been? Why didn't we have this before? Well, wait, you had a, did you see the play call on Sunday where they had? They had oh yes, my oh no no they had Johnny string, Smith to Michael Pruitt string, and had and had and had Kyle Pitts their generational block, tight end the, block the generational yeah, no, receiving tight end. I can't understand Arthur. Arthur Smith has failed upwards. He's also the son of the owner of FedEx, so like Nepo, you know, nepotism, baby. That's just ridiculous. Um, Aiden O'Connell is uh like I said starting for the Raiders because Jimmy G got benched. I love this move. Aiden just throw the ball to Devontae Adams every play. Don't care. Don't care if the Giants have four guys on him. Just throw it to him. Um, Josh Daniels was fired along with GM David Ziegler. Thank it God. was not shocking, but it was how it happened. Did you hear how it happened? You know that's fake, right? Don't care. I know it is, but no. I mean the Halloween part isn't the 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 fortune cookie stuff was, but the Halloween part wasn't. The Halloween part wasn't. I thought the whole thing was fake. No, he went as. Josh McDaniels is like really into Halloween. I've I read, so like he went as Mark Davis. There's no, there's no way he did that. Right, well, there's no way the... he could be that. St- um, maybe he was just like, well, I'm getting fired, so I'm gonna. Make I mean, it I don't up. think he knew he was getting fired. I, I mean, they are three. He's done a hard. He's like, what? A he's three, the worst winning percentage outside of the guy in Chicago, um, Eva Foos. This is the second franchise that he's destroyed. Well, ruined. I mean, he ruined the Broncos. The Broncos just the Broncos. Oh, did they win a playoff game under him? He was he, wasn't he there with Tebow? I think he was. They won a playoff game that year. Not, not the good Tebow. No, he didn't. No, he was not there when they won the playoff game. Oh, okay, okay. All right, so let's just go through the, some trades, the deadlines. That's it. Um, I'm just going to run through them really quick. 
Leonard Williams goes to the Giants from the Giants. Great value for the Giants here. Yeah. Great value. They spent a third and a fifth form. They got a second and a fifth form. Great value for the Giants. Because of the terrible Kirk, Kirk Cousins news, the Vikings need to get a quarterback. They traded a six-round pick for Josh Dobbs. It's a good pick. And guess what? Dobbs has played decent this year. Um, he's probably the best option unless you want to go with uh, the rookie out there, Minnesota. I think they um, are. I think he's. I think Hall's starting. I mean, it should. Jaron Hall should. He knows the playbook. He knows the playbook. He knows it. Dobbs doesn't yet. No. Um, Bears trade a second round for pass rusher Montrez Sweat to the Commanders. Very good move by the Bears. The Bears only think had five sacks this year, and Sweat has six himself. So, this play, this pickup, awesome. By the way, this is how this pick like was dropped out. The news. Um, Doug Peterson learned this while he was live on Pat McAfee. By the way, no, he did not. Yes, he did. I watched. Oh, that's it happen. great. It was that's awesome. fantastic. That's he was fantastic. like, "Oh, really?" Um, great move by the Vikings. By the way, they they. I mean, for nothing, too. The Jags got guard Ezra Cleveland for a six-round pick. Ezra Cleveland's been one of the best swing guards in the NFL this season. Yeah. It only gives more depth for the for the Jags. Because, listen, the Jags are 6-2. and two. The Jags are right now tied for first place in the AFC. That, that two-seed prediction's looking pretty good. I mean, the only reason they won't be a two-seed right now is because the, they lost that game to the Chiefs that they shouldn't have. So let's just, you know, pretend they should have won that game. Um so a uh, great move by them because it gives them more depth on their line, which we talked about was going to be a strength of them. But, you know, you can never have never have enough depth at the interior positions. Um, the 49ers get uh, passes for Chase Young for a third-round pick. Ridiculous trade. Like, the, please, uh, hold on real quick. Sorry to cut you off. But, like, the NFL, please stop allowing teams like the Eagles and the Niners to, tr- to make trades. Yeah, like, no, but, Ryan, Ryan, there's a stop. reason they did this. Do you know? Did you know the the Niners are ranked twenty first in league in sacks? I know why the Niners did it, but like he's at least a second round pick. They picked the guy second overall. Second overall. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know, man. He he. He's been hurt after two years, so it's like Ted. That's that's, oh. that's not their fault. Whose fault's that? Whose fault's that? It's a great pick by the by the the Niners. The Niners need to have uh, someone else uh, can help yeah. there and. Bosa needs to play better. Now he gets to go with his college buddy. If people don't recall, the two of them were wrecking havoc at Ohio State. They really went back. I'm, I'm going to forget. I'm going to forget those days. Those are so. They were so good then. Um, this great pick, by the way, because of the Marvin Jones news that we talked Fantastic. about last week. Jones I love away. this. This is my favorite it, trade. No, this is Ryan said to me. This is a perfect pick for them. It is. Lions acquire Donovan People Jones from the Browns for a six round pick. The Browns. And he comes home. Went to what? where did he go to college? Where Donovan People Jones go to college? Where's he from? Is he from Michigan? I think so. Yeah. Um, it's just a good pick, too, because it just gives more depth that the Lions need because, again, you lose Jones. Not that Peoples Jones is going to suddenly be the number one wide receiver because we know that's quite literally Armand Ross St. Brown, the sun god. Um, but it's you need to just get extra another body that can catch the football and run routes. And he's good. He can stretch the field. It's another type guy who's a lesser Jamison Williams. Yeah. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, the Bills traded to the Packers. Um, they uh, for Rasul Douglas in a fifth round pick by giving him a third round pick could be a little reach, but the Bills secondary has been a mess, especially it. since Tre'Davious White went down. They're trying to, you know, they have a huge game Sunday against the Bengals. They need to win, especially if Miami keeps winning. So it's a good it's a good move for them. Russell Douglas is one of the better not talked about corners in football. Yeah, I I agree. I think especially with Elam, the way he's played this year has been horrific. You know, they take a kid in the first – last year, right? No. What draft? Years ago. He was in the strange draft? I think he was in the strange draft. Yeah, I think he was. 
But I mean, you pick a guy first, you know, he's your first overall pick for the Bills. You expect him to, you know, if he has to step into a number one corner role, especially being a first round pick, just has not happened. He can't even cover twos. He's just, he just has not transitioned well in the NFL. No, No, he has not. Um, To answer your question, I'm just pulling down. They took Dante, right? What's his first name? Claire. Oh, I don't even see him. Hold on. I think he went like 24th overall or something like that. Uh, Claire, yeah, 2022 he went. 2022 draft. Well, last year's draft. I did not realize. That's actually insane. They drafted Zach Moss in 2020, and Zach Moss is... They would love that Zach Moss right now, the way Zach oh, Moss yeah. is playing. Well, yeah, they got Lenny, so we'll see. Well, I mean, they have eight guys back there, but they're all kind of eh. But on that note, like always, please follow, like, share us. Um, I'll beg you. I'll get on my damn uh, my knees and just beg you. Hands and knees, please. Please, please. They're very dedicated to the, the followers. The followers and the be- and, and just please. But on that note, <laughs> as always, Ryan, uh, I'm Dave. And I'm Ryan. And have a great day. And as always, oink, oink.